all of our fans. Welcome to Faith Disrupted. Welcome to Faith Disrupted. We're three friends from high school with Tam, Ursh and Michelle. And we are talking about life and faith and the things that make us go. (laughs) We're talking about faith and life and the things that get us all hot under the collar. (laughs) Wrestling with faith and life and fun things as well so look forward to the conversation fun things what kind of fun things have you been doing this week then shell (laughs) well I, i was realizing you know we've had a few of these podcasts and i haven't actually called out one of the things that actually i think joins the three of us together something that we all um consistently listen to it's just it's chat 10 looks three so annabelle crab and lee sales are heroes Mm. Um, they do what's almost becoming a weekly thing. It's like a half hour podcast and they just have a lovely dynamic and they talk about great books and movies and interesting things they're reading. Um, and it's just always very delightful. So highly mm. recommend that if you're not on that already. Um, Michelle, do you know they've got a Facebook group and it is, people are, are referring to it as the cult Really? I heard them mention this on their last podcast, but I haven't signed up yet. Yeah. Is it amazing? Don't do it. You'll probably waste too much of your day, but yeah. When I knew we were moving up to Sydney, I found out um, the school that Annabelle sends her kids to, the primary <laughs> school, and we actually, I tried to force my husband into finding a place in that suburb so we could send our kids there and I could bump into her and join her book club and have a Oh, party. my goodness. <laughs> You're a stalker. Oh, you would have done the same. Oh, the arrogance. No. And one other thing that um, – well, no, a few more things. One other thing I recommend, um, Trump, if you're into Trump and you'd like to get a daily download. Uh-oh. Do you guys ever listen to Stephen Colbert who does a show, a late, late show in the U.S.? What I yes, do before I, I go to sleep most nights is Bruce and I on my phone watch mm. his 10-minute intro um, that he's done just like four hours prior and it just sums up all the crazy things that have happened in the political space and yeah, he's, he's very good isn't he he's very good and he's a catholic so i feel like it's a little bit of faith factor that i can bring to the little it's listeners. a long story isn't it it's a long story but he's very funny and it's just a lovely snapshot to see what the heck is actually happening in that world so I highly recommend that. And then I just wanted to throw in two little snack tips. If you're watching your Netflix shows, I highly recommend and am mm. obsessed with two things. Yes, of Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> It'll catch on. It'll catch on. Um, so there's a, a bean chips that uh, you can only get in, um, well, here in Sydney, I can only get in Woolworths, in my local Woolworths. No, Coles, sorry, not Woolworths. Woolworths is the bad one. Coles is good. <laughs> is that bad? No. <laughs> and they cost like $5 for a tiny bag, but they are amazing and they are actually kind of technically healthy because they're beans. And the other thing is Coles as well, 40% chocolate chip 
biscuits. Oh, they're the ones Cookies. that are like yeah. the Kmart ones, the decadent. Oh, yes. the old the days, but even better. Mm. You were mm-hmm. obsessed with them in high school. Mm-hmm. I, and I am again. Five yeah. of them for $2.50, freshly baked, and they melt in your mouth. Mm. And I got rehooked when I was breastfeeding because you know how you crave buttery goodness. Mm. And I have stopped breastfeeding for quite some time now, and I'm still eating them, which is not <laughs> great. I'll admit that. <laughs> Thank you for How about tips. you guys? Ish, what are you up to? Uh, I wanted to give a shout out for um, Gungor, so a bit of music. Yes. I yeah. love them. So they've done a project called One Wildlife, and there's three albums. One is Soul, Spirit, and Body. And it's just the most beautiful music. If you like, I don't know, like Bonnevere and Sufjan Stevens, it's lots of layers and sounds. The words are beautiful. There's like a very spiritual feeling um, in amongst it all, but it's not trite at all and it explores interesting issues. And yeah, I mean, the female singer reminds me a little bit of Feist. And yeah, they're just, mm. they're beautiful albums. So if you're looking for something, I think that's a really great tip. I also, we were on the same wavelength. Um, I've also just been, I don't know, I was listening to a bit of music on the weekend mm. and just trying to discover some new stuff. And I think because I've, I've been on a bit of a, um, a gig thing lately, so I've bought quite a few tickets to gigs <laughs> accidentally yes, all so in a good. row. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago I went to see Lisa Mitchell of um, Australian Idol fame. Mm, good. Um, yeah, she's beautiful. She was really beautiful. Um, and she performed with Dustin Tebbett, who is also a really lovely musician. Okay. And then um, I think next week we're going to see Dean Lewis, who I also highly recommend. Um, again, just beautiful acoustic guitar, you know, singer-songwriter type of stuff. Lovely. Um, yeah, and I came across this amazing – so I'm a Triple J listener as much as Michelle's trying to get me – you know, smooth FMing and all. Um, <laughs> but no, that's a secret. <laughs> Anyways, um, they do this thing where someone comes in and does a like cover a version. version on a Friday, like a version. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Bishop Briggs was on on Friday, and I highly recommend. I really loved her original. She actually covered. She she did a lovely cover as well, but um, her original was. I was on my way to work in the car and I had tears in my eyes. It was really beautiful. So she she sang her song The Way I Do and, yep, I really, you know, those songs that just make you fall in love with music all yes, over again? Yeah. It's just one of those moments and it was really great. Mm. So I was thinking we should put together a little bit of a Faith Disrupted Spotify playlist. <laughs> that would be right fun. Yeah. Okay, I so nice. I'm going to do that and we're going to put it on the blog um, so you can have something new to listen to this week. Great idea. So that might be a bit of fun. Love it. So, yeah, and we just want to say thank you to everyone for downloading our podcast. Hello. We are almost up to 100 downloads as of right now, which so is super lovely. exciting. Um, and we've had some really great emails and Facebook comments and reviews and ratings. So keep it up because the more you talk about it, the more people will listen. And, yeah, it's just really nice to have that. Um, conversation going like we're not just talking to ourselves <laughs> yeah. yeah and today we're talking about personality is that a song I feel like that should be a song personality <laughs> personality <laughs> yes thank you we're, we're kind of personality nerds I feel 
Love yes, a good personality test. I love, yeah. I love boxing people. It's like a great hobby of mine. I don't know. The more I've done it, the more it has been really helpful though. Okay. Like just identifying. Way? For you? Yes. So just identifying that. The, I don't know that sometimes that the quirks and maybe the, the things that I feel negative about myself mm. are actual just they're part of my personality mm. and there's other people that have them as well and that's okay yes yeah totally. that's good yeah I just I find it helpful when you can um have a sense of who you are when you're healthy and who you are when you're stressed mm. I find that useful insights yeah, to go oh that's why I'm acting that way yeah take a moment and you know try to recalibrate or at least have be able to bring in some rational thought yeah, in the midst of true. what might be a highly emotional moment I think it's it's a useful tool mm. and, yep. and do you find with parenting I know that's a whole nother topic again but mm-hmm. just to I feel like we're so much more aware these days than what our parents were with us and, and before that as well when they were growing <laughs> up to actually be thinking about oh that's maybe not that they're being deliberately you know annoying although most of the time they probably are <laughs> but maybe that's a personality thing yeah, and how do I not yeah, squash right. that yeah. but how do I channel it rather than freaking out by it? I say that but I yelled at my children to go to bed tonight because I needed to do the podcast so I'm not yeah. high and mighty priorities come on <laughs> yeah so what um so today we're just we're, we're talking about my Briggs mm-hmm. um in a general sense um and I know Shell you were doing your retesting yourself because I'm sure you've done it about a hundred times in your life mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> You were testing again tonight. So what type are you? Well, it should be said that we all had kind of tried out the 16personalities.com website, mm-hmm. which yeah. is good. Like it's free, yeah. which is excellent. I know. I love it. And then it pops out the different personality. Um, so Myers-Briggs, for those that don't know, is you, you have the four letters. So you're either an introvert or an extrovert. Um, so I or an E, mm-hmm. and then you're a sensing or intuitive, which is an S or N. Then you're thinking or um, feelings, uh, T or F, and then you're judging or perceiving. Mm. So more, I think the best description I've heard is if you were to go to a picnic, would you uh, pack a wet weather option and have all the food ready to go? That's a J. Or would you bring a ball? Mm. That's a P. And it's so amazing. I remember you saying that to me years ago, Tam, uh, Michelle. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I know you so well. Uh, yeah. And you think, well. <laughs> you know my voice. Excellent. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. You're probably trying to catch up on who the heck we are. This is Ursula. I can't even get it right. Heckling me. <laughs> oh, whose voice is that again? Oh, my goodness. Shell. Um, that. You know, and I was like, oh, my goodness, of course you bring the picnic rug and have the wet weather day thing. And I think you were the same. You may not be now. I can't remember. Yeah. But then yeah, I yeah. said I gave that example to another friend of mine who I thought was like me. And they were like, oh, my goodness, of course you bring the ball. Who would do all the other stuff? And I was <laughs> like, wow, you are <laughs> not who I thought you were. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so good. That's so good. Um. Yeah, so in this, they kind of, the 16 different personalities, actually you get your letters and then they give you a um, an actual type of person. So 
I look, I've done it twice. The one I got previously, I I was like, Oh, I'm not sure that that's quite right. And so I redid it again, just as we were about to start the podcast. And then I got something that is so not me. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, like I'm selfish, impatient, and a little insecure. Whatever. Um, I make mistakes. I'm out of control. And at times hard to handle. I don't think so. <laughs> and then I realized it's a Marilyn Monroe comment, which makes it even worse. It's so not me. <laughs> so anyway, I think I'm, I probably am going back to what my original one was, which is more the executive. So I'm an ESTJ. Mm-hmm. You're right. So you're an extrovert. Extrovert, sensing, thinking, judging. Mm -hmm. The thinking and feeling is about borderline actually. So that's the one that's between. How about you guys? Ash, what do you you get? I am an INFJ, so I believe the rarest of the types. Uh, Introvert, intuitive, feeler, judger. You're right. So I'm more similar to you, Ash, Mm. than Shell. So I... I'm an INTP, so an introvert, intuitive, thinker, and what's the P again? Uh, perceiving. Perceiving. Oh, yeah, okay. But I am I am very 50-50 on um, perceiver and judger. Okay. Okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much 50-50. Yeah, I can see that actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of go between the two. But reading the descriptions, I would say that I'm more the P. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me and you, Ursha, are introverts and mm. Shell's our resident extrovert. Which is why I talk for about the bulk of the podcast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that – I don't so, think it works like that. With the 16 personalities, it kind of gives a little line of what kind of person you are. And then – so can you guys tell me who, what you were nominated as and kind of give me like a little overview, like in a couple of sentences, what does that mean for you? I actually found out who I am. I've done a third one that I hadn't realized I'd done, by the way. <laughs> and I am an ESFJ, the console console personality, mm. and this is definitely mm. me. Mm. Uh, because for lack of a better word, I'm popular, <laughs> which makes sense, given it's a very common personality. Okay. Making up 12% of the population. <laughs> oh, here you go. In high school, consoles are the cheerleaders and the quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> So, setting yeah. the tone, taking the spotlight and leading their teams forward to victory and fame. I would have, I, I was so devastated to leave America in grade six when I could have been a cheerleader in grade yes. seven. Yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah. That is you. I continue to enjoy supporting friends and loved ones, organizing social gatherings and making sure everyone is happy. Mm, yeah. That feels about right. Yeah. Amazing at that. What about yeah. you, Tim? Yeah. So, um, apparently my personality type is also quite rare. Um, and it says that's definitely a good thing as there's nothing, as there's nothing they'd be more unhappy about than being common. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So pretty much, I just like knowing everything about everything Mm -hmm. and I procrastinate ridiculously because I'm too scared of failing and or not doing things to the best of my ability. Mm. Yeah, yep, okay. which is totally what I do consistently. Mm. <laughs> Who are the people that you like down the bottom? Oh, Bill Gates. Oh, I'm Bill Clinton. Mm. I think I'm <laughs> and Taylor I'm also, I'm also Albert Einstein, which I'm quite happy about. Kristen mm. Stewart, not so happy about. <laughs> oh, you are Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Wind it. That's funny. Ursula, um, what about you? So mine is called The Protector. So gentle, caring, 
nurturing, all those kinds of things. Um, very complex, though, in the inner world and highly intuitive, rely very much on intuition and instinct, private about thoughts and feelings, although maybe not so much anymore. Um, <laughs> don't have linear thought processes, which I'm sorry if you listen to this podcast and you get frustrated with me jumping <laughs> jumping in because I've thought of something that you're going, how did that connect to what happened before? Um, that's me. And uh, I liked this one. Uh, oh, very overwhelmed with a grand sense of purpose but no idea what to actually do. <laughs> That is excellent. <laughs> it's totally me. Yeah. That must be very stressful, actually. It's very yeah. stressful. Wow. I love the description on this website, Ash, mm. that says quiet and mystical, mm. yet very inspiring and tireless idealistic mm. idealists. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally you. Yeah. Isn't it a, do you find that exciting that they can totally pinpoint who you are, or is it annoying? Yeah, no, I don't Both. I don't mind. It's fine with me. It's a bit like the zodiac, you know, like you, you say, well, if there's only 12 types of people, it's a little bit boring, oh, isn't yes, it? Yes, they're going to have people writing in. <laughs> Sorry. So where we were going with all this was talking about mostly um, the introverts and extroverts in the church. Mm. So I will be really interested to hear what you have to say, Shell, because I definitely feel like churches in general are not particularly – aimed at the introvert experience, I guess. Hmm. Talk me through it. You guys explain what you well, mean. Well, there's a both um, study that was done by uh, McHugh, and it's you can find it in the Susan Cain book, Quiet, which was quite a big deal a few oh, years ago. stole my reference. Ah, okay, well, feel free to jump on in there, girl. Yeah, go for it. Well, he just says uh, the thing about greeting people and lengthy sermons and the singing is all very extroverted. And this is, I could guess, more evangelical kind of churches. So there's not so much an emph- emphasis on quiet liturgy, ritual, space, contemplation, and that people tend to equate being a really devout believer or godly with someone who's really sociable and enjoys being yeah. around people and is happy to evangelize and likes to talk to the person next to them at the just say hello to someone you've never met before space. I love the thing that they say, if you don't love Jesus out loud, then it's not real love. Mm. Yeah. And that's totally how you can feel, yeah. I think, in an evangelical congregation. Mm. If you're not raising your hands and shouting amen, then, you know, are you really, like, do you really have a faith? Mm. It's tough yeah. because, you know, being on the other side of that as someone who's led worship for many years, it's certainly a lot easier if you're leading people that are very responsive. And I'd be interested to know because um, I'm sure that most senior pastors or many senior pastors are introverts mm. and yet they seem to perpetuate the extrovert experience. I wonder if it's mm, to make up for their own, I don't know. <laughs> or is it like the comedians who are introverted, yeah, yeah. depressive types, but on stage they come alive? True. That's, yeah. yeah. Like it's that whole thing where um, introverts aren't necessarily shy and they're not necessarily terrible at public speaking. They just get terribly drained by the experience. Mm, yeah, good point. Like, you know, I used to, I used to sing on stage mm. as well and, you know, Anyone watching me would say, "Wow, what mm. what an introvert! Uh, what an extrovert!" Yeah. yeah, she she's you know 
out there and but I would get off stage and collapse mm. in a flipping heap yeah exhausted which I do pretty much yeah after any normal church service where I just go and you know sing and listen and talk to people mm. and that's it mm. for me go home and nap yeah yeah uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I am so over the rise of the introverts. Oh, <laughs> that is so hard. The world's against us. No one understands it's us. It's true. <laughs> oh, I am married to an introvert and I've got to say it has been fascinating moving interstate and starting in a fresh environment mm. in a church setting where we know nobody. I knew a couple of people vaguely, like through a bit of connections. Yeah. And that's very vague. After, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> connections. Um, connections. Sorry, I, worked, I worked with some people. No, I worked with some people in the past. Thank you. Sorry. Um, but anyway, like a few months in, um, we had a service and afterwards we stayed for maybe 45 minutes afterwards. Mm. They had morning tea and we were chatting to people. And, you know, I felt like I spoke to a few people who we'd been doing small group with and, um, having some chats about work and all of that, and we left, and I'm like, wow, we're finally starting to kind of, you know, feel like we fit in. We were mm. able to, you know, have various conversations, and Bruce gets in the car and he's just like, I don't see how this will ever work. <laughs> There's no one I connect with. You were talking to people for 45 minutes. What are you talking about? And what Surface. really stuck out with me is um, one of the articles you sent, Ursula, mm. Um, which we can reference in a moment. I just have to get it on my phone. Um, but just the whole for extroverts, it's not that we're shallow people, but we can have service level conversation with a lot of people and feel energized by that. Mm. Whereas for Bruce, and I'm assuming it's for you guys as well, like he just needs that deep, soul enriching conversation with one person and he mm. is his element. Yeah. Yeah. But that is harder to do after a service with kids running around totally. and, and all of that. So you can't, I don't know, I'm just like, you can't conjure up a 20-year friendship with people that you've met a few months ago. <laughs> so don't even attempt it. That's and true, but that's why we feel God, like we don't connect. I know, but make the effort. When it's like, <laughs> oh, introduce yourself to somebody, just introduce yourself. It's not that hard. Meet and greet time. <laughs> and I must also say, that's not fun for most people. I I don't particularly love it. I can do it and it doesn't mm. destroy me. But, you know, it's not as if it's particularly great for anybody. Mm. But then if you don't do it, how do people get to know? Like we got put on welcoming <laughs> at the front door um, the other week for the first time and – Oh, that was awkward See, because it would be easy, I think. Even being well, into it because you know life. what the it's yeah. a job, it's a role. You have a lanyard, that's true. Yeah. It is true. Mm. More straightforward. I still don't want to do it. <laughs> you know, although you guys would die at this, we got told, look, actually, ideally people would have two um touches when they mm. come in. No. And I'm like, what do you mean? Just like, hello? He's like, no, no, you're meant to give them like a hug or touch their arm or give them a handshake. So it's a physical connection. No, that That's what help. apparently that the research shows. Can you imagine? No. I was like waving from afar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that is, I don't know what research that is, but it's not okay. I've got to say, and even then, that's a bit of a push. <laughs> that article was why introverts often struggle in the church, by the way. Thank you. Tom Talks' blog. 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to start a revolution of extroverts. Why do introverts keep talking about how hard life is? <laughs> because we, it's the same as feminists. We've just been oppressed for so oh, many so years. True. So true. No, it's quite seriously. As someone who works in the teaching space, it's all about the group think and group projects, and it's who can talk the loudest and the most passionately. They might not necessarily have the best things and the best ideas to say. And it's the same like in office (laughs) spaces, it's all about open office spaces and open plan offices when distraction is like the biggest thing you know, not mm. helping productivity in workplaces. Yeah. Mm. No. Earphones saved my life. Yeah. Sorry, what did? Earphones. Earphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I don't know. Like working in more of a facilitating workshop kind of space, I have noticed a shift to allow more, okay, take a moment personally to reflect on these questions mm. and then you go into the smaller group and then back into the bigger group. Like I feel like that is shifting a little bit more but I, I do agree in a big setting it is intimidating but I also I don't know have you guys seen anything that works to make that less stressful I think it is just awareness and I mean we all need to be self-aware as well I think one of those articles talks about teaming up an extrovert with an introvert <laughs> for um for so teaming people so the extrovert can start the conversation off and the introvert can actually carry it somewhere deeper (laughs) that's really awful isn't it terrible how's this weather (laughs) i was listening to a podcast last week and i i cannot remember i can't remember what it was i have a feeling oh no i I will reference it later maybe it was reconstruct they've got a really great podcast and one of the guys was talking about the fact that he started going to a catholic church mm. because they give so much more time for just like silent contemplation mm. and there's so much more space in the services you know how in evangelical churches it's all lights and church news and music and then here's the announcements and here's the offering and here's the sermon and it's just constant and i'm going to jump in there though so yes. I, I feel like I've maybe been idolizing the Catholic tradition just because because of that. Like I'm like, oh, I'm really intrigued by the liturgy, and I think just the yeah reflection in the space actually appeals to me. Because as much as I'm extrovert, I'm only a little bit on the extrovert side. Actually, I've become yeah, far sure. more in the middle. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. I went to a Catholic mass service on Sunday, and I was it was actually a particular event that was um for people outside the community like it was a particular big moment in time for that community so it had a lot of people there that weren't regular attenders I found it so disconcerting songs that I didn't know everybody knew when to sit stand kneel yes what they're to do with communion sign of the the cross oh the sign of the cross I got Charlie (laughs) my daughter to word me up on that because I'm like she goes to a Catholic school I'm like which direction do I go so I knew about that going in yeah right but then they didn't give any signals of what to do at any point, and mm. they also didn't give any space, actually, no silence. It's just a lot of talking, singing, moving up and down <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So I don't know, I was, it just, uh, it made me go, oh, maybe I'll just go to a monastery for a day for a <laughs> retreat by myself <laughs> and not put myself through that. It felt, I felt stressed. I'm like, I'm actually of a faith background and I'm feeling stressed. So how must it feel for people that have not stepped foot in a church for quite some time? Mm. I can understand yeah why you would think that 
how do we find the balance between bringing some of what we see and I think what people are looking for in that kind of quiet, reflective, meditative state and also having, you know, like the exciting, active... Mm. I've just got to work for everybody. Because mm. quiet can be really uncomfortable too. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I do find it odd. Again, I'm, I'm more slightly more on the extrovert side, but I find it odd when particularly it seems like worship leaders or pastors or whatever say, and now we're just going to, we're going to allow a bit of silence just for you to reflect. And then they keep talking to give you things that you should be talking, thinking yes. about and reflecting <laughs> on. And they just talk through the so-called silence. And then you get about 10 seconds and then it's off to do the next thing. Mm. I just find that really funny. Everyone feels quite um, nervous, I think, by that. You know, one of the most beautiful services I was ever in, and I can't remember where it was or what it was, but we were in, it was either a sermon or a worship time, I can't even remember the context, but whoever was leading it, it had started raining outside, and that person was just like, let's just all be quiet for a while and just listen to the rain. And it was Mm. so beautiful because it was just that's what was going on that's what was happening in the space and it was just a really lovely moment and I think we don't do that or we don't create space much because we're in such a rush like we're very conscious Mm. of people's time and let's not go over time and this bit has five minutes and this bit has eight minutes and you know heaven forbid that people have to stay a bit longer yeah can I throw another um thing in the mix from the Myers-Briggs space Mm. I wonder if the church is also um, more weighted towards intuitives rather than sensing sensing people. Yeah. The big picture, I feel it, I get the sense, I'm very future-focused is where we're moving compared to more concrete. I want to understand exactly, you know, what we're talking about, what are the facts with that, what has history taught us, what has experience taught us. Mm. Um, It's... Uh, there's uh, apparently about seventy percent of Australians are more in the S space. Okay, wow, oh, that's really. interesting. Yeah, but leaders tend to, I think, be more in that intuitive, or certainly the ones I see that are um, often um, in the front, uh, from the front, mm-hmm. and inspiring people are more the intuitive types. And maybe I'm more sensitive to that because I'm a sensing person. Mm. Um, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I would love to be able to see and do and feel things the way those intuitives do. And not that you're one or the other all the time, mm-hmm. obviously, you, you fluctuate. But I feel like the ones on the from the front who are visionate, vision casting and leading the way tend to be the ends mm-hmm. and the people doing the actual work are the S's. Is that? That's really interesting. Yeah. So what would work for you then? What kind of things work for you? generally speaking uh as in like are you saying like concrete things to do or concrete facts like a really good um no not so much that it's yeah I mean facts can be helpful but I think more of a um more tangible and practical Mm. I think is where it gets helpful so when you keep talking in the abstract I can get there for a while, but then I need it to land somewhere yeah. for me to feel like I can get hold of it mm-hmm. and go somewhere with it. Okay. 
So if you stay in the vague, what I would say vague, or <laughs> in your mind might be really clear, but to all of the S's in the room, they're like, what is that? Mm-hmm. What, where, what are you even saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I, I wonder how um, much people are aware of what they are and how they explain things yes. um, and how much gets missed, I think, because people assume the others understand what they're saying and they actually don't and Mm. and equally I think I'm not to say that the concrete people should be at the front always talking because I think you lose those who are intuitive going why do you just keep telling me the facts (laughs) what is happening I want to actually be inspired so it's not um that one or the other it's just how do we value both and how Mm. do we explain both things to um a, a group of people because recognizing that people yeah, grab hold of things in different ways. Um, that's become really apparent because my business partner is very N intuitive okay. and I'm far more S sensing and we've really had to try to navigate that together to work out, yeah, how we um, explain things to each other or how we both perceive um, information that's shared yeah. in different ways. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Once you start to tune into that, it's really quite interesting. Yeah, it is. And I'm married to an N as well. I think you also tend to gravitate perhaps to the opposite. Um, mm. Yeah, because yeah, I'm married to an S. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, go. I have no idea because my husband refuses to do those kind of tests. And <laughs> I try to sometimes secretly do them on his behalf, but I can't quite work it out. <laughs> what do you ask him a question? No, I try to think if I was thinking like you, how would I? answer this question <laughs> That's awesome. oh so tough if going back to the introvert extrovert thing then or we could do the sensing intuitive no, no, um what do you wish other people would know about you as an extrovert and maybe not assume uh well i mean i don't think that people necessarily think about such things anyway mm. but i think because I think recognising the spectrum, actually. Mm. I do know extreme extroverts who seem to be off the scale almost, Mm. Um, but I really do sit far more in the middle. And so I Mm. would like to be pushed to have more of that base and introvert time Mm -hmm. because I think that's actually healthy for me. I think I've come down the spectrum more towards the middle and I'd like to keep exploring that space. Mm. Um, And I joke, obviously, about, you know, how the world's against you because I can (laughs) see that, that it is. But also not to assume, I think also that extroverts have days where you feel like you do not want to speak to a single mm. person in the room okay. and you're feeling out of sorts and that's normally your space mm. and it feels even more tough when it's not what you feel like doing okay. and it's hard work. Also that, the okay, this is another thing that I certainly felt far more when I was in my, the church I'd been in for about 12 years mm. where we were the older people that had been there for the longest time, the pressure because you're you're the one that goes and introduces yourself to other people yeah, and tries right. to engage them. Yeah. I'd rather be sitting talking to the people I've known. Try being a pastor. Mm. Oh, <laughs> whole nother level. I have what about you, Tam? What do you wish people knew about introverts? Oh, it's a really tricky one and it's hard because um, a lot of people don't know that I'm an introvert because I often mm. – um, I'm quite like I'm, I'm quite comfortable socially. It's just that whole once I'm done, I need to curl up in a corner. Mm. So, um, and can you do that when you've got kids and life? And oh yeah, no, no, not often. That's a thing, isn't it? Mm. It's just that whole space issue, isn't it? Mm. Like, 
just having space around conversations, I think especially post post church where you're already processing quite a lot of mm. stimuli yeah. and information and it's yeah, it's probably not my favorite time to have a even though, you know, introverts might like those deep discussions, it's definitely not my favorite time mm. to have a deep discussion mm. because yeah. I'm processing so much already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, they need like a a quiet room or something where all the introverts can go and just sit in a beanbag by themselves. Yeah, totally. I'm imagining the beanbags. Yeah. um, I remember you talking about you and Rog. So are you a social introvert and he's a... Yeah, so people always mismatch us so they think that I'm the extrovert and he's the introvert Mm. because I am probably more chatty in social circumstances but then am completely like just flattened by it. Whereas he's less of a talker, but then gets quite energized by by socializing. Mm. So yeah, you can't always assume, can you, what That's people true. are by how they appear? Yeah, That's true. true. What about you, Ish? How are you finding it as well now, not having to be in that official role? Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's. I certainly don't feel. Um, I mean, one of the things that's really important for introverts is to carve out those kind of spaces of downtime. And um, that's obviously hard when life's really busy and when you've got a kid. In fact, one of the things I say to all my introvert friends is you realise once you have a child, you never have time for, like, just to be no. quiet on your own. And that's a really big thing. Not even in the toilet. Yeah, no, no. And that's massive, yeah. like, just for, yeah, getting on a good equilibrium getting re-energized um so yeah look it's it's easier now that my sunday is not a massive day of people stuff and gen my life generally <laughs> but um <laughs> one of the things that i wish people knew or understood sometimes is that as an introvert let's say in a group situation or a meeting situation if I speak up and say something, which generally I will hold back, like if I haven't had time to think and process about something, I will not speak up about it. Um, but with, if I do speak up, it means I've thought it through and that's my final answer mm-hmm. and my final, and I've given mm-hmm. it a lot of thought. Um, and so it's really an affront when people question you on it or don't take Ooh. you seriously because yep. for many extroverts I know they process externally and so they're coming up with different things and they don't mind backtracking on what they've said and da 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 da, da. It's more of a conversation, not that I can't have a conversation about something, but generally speaking if I bring something out, this is my final answer. This is what I've got yeah, to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really helpful to know because I was going to say the opposite, that if I say something, don't take that and say that as truth. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Quite likely, just repeat what you said about ten minutes earlier and make it my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. And I'm not fact that just because you're not saying anything doesn't mean you're not paying attention and you're not deeply thinking about mm. it, and you don't have a response. Mm. Like you know, my okay. personality type, I won't say something unless I am so sure that it is mm. good mm. and perfect and it's not going to let me down. <laughs> so, okay, this is just triggered for me though, having been in a small group full of introverts I was the only extrovert and that would be tough that was tough because I I 
yeah, started off the first few sessions just talking and letting it out and everyone was really happy for me to talk. <laughs> and then by session three, I was just like, I'm going to sit back and see what other people have to say. I feel like I'm talking too much. And there's just nothing. Absolute dead silence. Oh, the, for a very long time. I would jump in there then, but that's the leader thing. It's oh. like, okay, if it's not happening, I'll jump in and make it happen. But it's not my preferred yeah, yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have anything else to add? No. Nah. Um, oh, I've got in capital letters on my notes. Jesus was an introvert. <laughs> oh, that's important. What's the Did term for the thing that's in between? It's like an, there's an ambivert or something that's like an introvert. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He was probably one of those. But like you say, Shell, everyone's, it's not like everyone's at either end of the spectrum. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Everyone's in the middle somewhere. Yeah. We all need to okay. withdraw and pray. Yeah. Some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it for today. That's it for today's podcast. Um, yay. Yeah, so come and have a chat with us on Facebook about this. And, you know, are you Another an introvert? <laughs> what do you think about this? Um, we'll put the show notes on the website as usual so you can see um, exactly all the articles and things we've been referencing. The chips and biscuits, don't forget. <laughs> the chips, we will link to Coles online and ask that they give us some money. Yes. Um, and most importantly, go to Facebook and leave us a five-star rating. Yes. Do you mean iTunes? Is that not what I said? You said Facebook. Okay. So go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. <laughs> and, yeah, maybe leave us a review. That would be nice too. That would be lovely. And subscribe so that you don't miss any of our episodes because we are attempting to put at least one out a week. That is the plan for now. So we'll be back next week. Ciao. See you then. Bye. Bye.